All right. Well, uh, looking forward to this week. Obviously, uh, pleased with the win last weekend and uh, in front of our fans. And so looking forward to being at home again and um, the matchup against Western Kentucky and uh, improving from last week to this week. And hopefully we can make some of the, the corrections and, and get some of those things addressed. But overall, really pleased with our coaches, uh, really pleased with our players, the effort, and looking forward to, to getting better starting today. So take any questions you guys have. As always, Jared Lloyd, do you want to go first? And then Jay. I've got a reputation to live up to now, Kalani, apparently, <laughs> as far as getting my hand up quick. So can't, uh, can't, can't let down. Team made it uh, into the top 10. I know you've uh, in the coaches poll in 11th. I know you don't like, you know, going into that and worrying about that. But how well do you feel like your team has handled that? Because that's obviously been a main focus. And as this continues to progress, it seems like they're playing with that maturity and, and that level of confidence, uh, you know, and not really re looking at those things. How do you feel like they've done? I think a lot goes into, you know, we've talked about how our team has handled adversity really well and been able to bounce back. And I think, uh, you know, in, in, in agreement with that, I think that uh, our players have handled uh, success really well too. So uh, the fact that they're staying humble and trying to be as hungry as possible, trying to get better, not uh, settling on, on what they've done so far, just looking to get better. I think it's been a good mindset that our players have had and something that our coaches and our leaders have shown from the very beginning. So uh, we'll, we'll keep with that and, and uh, you know, keep the theme of staying focused and, um, you know, trying to be as, as humble and as hungry as possible. There's it's a fine line, you know, but I really believe our guys have found the balance and are doing a really good job with it. When you're playing so well and winning games like you are, Kalani, 6-0 is a great record. doesn't matter who you're playing. That's a great way to start. You've been a, associated with a few programs that have done that. What does that mean that you've been able to start the season with the, those six straight wins? I think you gain momentum, but I think the, the key is to try to focus every week's different, you know, and, and just like every play on the, on the football field, you know, whether it's good or bad, you got to move on to the next one. And so uh, I think more than anything, we still keep that, that uh, the, the feeling of appreciation and gratitude we get to play this game and that we get to represent um, you know, our church, our families, everything the, the right way. And, and that's on and off the field. So hopefully we can keep, continue to do that and keep our focus. That's been all we're focused on right now is just trying to play, you know, this, this, this day, trying to win this day, trying to win this week and, and uh, staying as focused as possible. Lonnie, you've talked about building depth since the day you got at BYU. Where do you feel like you are on that path? Are you there yet? And, and what, what was it that made you think that was really needed in the program? Um, I, I think that's something that's needed in every program. And, and I think if you, I mean, that's, it's one of those questions that, that I don't think you can have too much of, you know what I mean? It's uh depth is something that, that, uh, you know, and that that's with development, that's with recruiting, that's with, um, you know, focusing on details, getting stronger. A lot of that stuff uh, plays into it, finding a scheme that could benefit the majority of your talent and your and your skill so a lot of that goes into it there's so many variables that go into getting your depth ready but uh that's that was our focus when we first got here we felt like we had a pretty good um starting group and and um needed more depth and and, and not just size or strength but all of it football iq everything so, so we started to establish that i think 
I wasn't shy about saying that this is a, I feel like this is the deepest team we've had, uh, you know, since we started. Um, but is it, it, it's not, it's not talking about talent. We're talking about depth, meaning the guys that we feel comfortable taking the field. And that's one thing that you always keep working on. You don't, you don't, it's, it's not like, okay, we've established it. Now we were deep. Here we go. Uh, you know, we need hundred, we have 123 guys on this roster need all of them to be ready to play and and um are we there yet no but hopefully we get there i don't know if any team is but whether they feel comfortable with their 123rd guy starting on the field but you know that's our mindset we have to we have to approach each each uh, year that way we have to approach our roster where we feel like you know we should be comfortable with uh, every one of those guys getting on the field then just um, if someone had told you you wouldn't have chaz you matt bushman James Ebney for a couple games, uh, pretty much the stars of your team. Uh, would you have still th- felt good about your depth and, and that it would overcome those those uh, obstacles? I think that's how you start. You look at it and you, you don't plan on, on guys getting hurt or whatever. That's just But that's just what happens with um, the way the seasons go when you're dealing with return missionaries, you're dealing with developmental guys, you're dealing with a violent sport like BYU, like BYU football plays. We play a physical brand of football. And so guys uh, get banged up. And that's uh, some years are worse than others. But I think, you know, when you're looking at, at, at like the quarterback position, we feel like, you know, last year we didn't have enough depth there because guys were untested. And this year going into the season, we felt like, hey, we, we feel good about our, our personnel in that in that position group and we need every position group to match that and and uh, maybe some just are untested because of the the fact that we have uh, healthy guys that are starting and doing great up front and, and and in different position groups but yeah that's just one of those things that you just know you have to go to and and any opportunity you can to, to develop the depth meaning getting the guys in the game as early as you can and and going through some growing pains on the field uh, that's gonna that's gonna pay off in the long run. Okay, let's go, Pat Graham, and then Mitch Harper. Hey, Coach, how you doing? Doing great. Hey, uh, you're talking about you know you want to take everything one day at a time and just winning the day, winning the week, and uh, and that's easy to say. But when you're dealing with kids, how do you resist temptation? I mean, Boise State's looming on the horizon, and Western Kentucky's two and four. How do you resist the temptation? How to get them not to resist temptation of looking forward? You just don't let Pat ask questions to our players. <laughs> you just focus on, I mean, listen, all we're worried about is, is playing uh, Western Kentucky. And uh, everybody knows the future and the situation and games that are on the schedule. But I think we, I think it's worked so far. The formula that we've had the approach of, I mean, yeah, right. These, there's these, these kids, they understand the situation, but they under, also understand the harm it could do when you're looking past an opponent and you don't respect the game. We view this as a Western Kentucky, uh, you know, we're looking at Tyson Houghton as a head coach and the things that he's done. They won nine games last year. We're giving them all the respect we possibly can because I think that's what football deserves. You know, you, this, this game is a beautiful sport. It's a team sport. And I think you do things the right way, meaning that you only focus on what's, what's ahead of you. You don't look uh, to the next week. you I think it's disrespectful to, to, to the game itself. And we've talked to, about that to our players. And so we're trying to focus on what's in front of you right now. And that's Western Kentucky and not looking beyond that. That I think the game deserves that much respect. And definitely Western Kentucky does. And 
Uh, they won nine games. Look at some of the things that they've done this year. And I know Tyson Helton is a great coach, and he's he's a he's a son of a coach and a brother of a coach. And so I know the Helton family. I've been around them and been really impressed with the way that uh, their minds work with the game of football. So uh, as a head coach, they're going to get all my respect. And so I think for our football team, it's part of the sportsmanship of the game and the class that we teach our players. Uh, the, the show sportsmanship means the focus on your the task at hand, and that's Western Kentucky and playing this game. Great answer. Thank you very much. Kalani, I'm curious with with the the pandemic, what's have what's been the impact that it's had on on players' preparedness level? Because it feels like it's been a opportunity for players to maybe eliminate distractions. Have you seen that in the preparation that players have had amidst this pandemic compared to other years? Yeah, I just see the, the the level of maturity and experience on our players, specifically in our leaders. You know, they they've been through uh, seasons and and been through adversity. And so I think this leaning on them heavily has been the key. And uh, looking at everything, we just talk, I just got done talking about being focused and looking at everything as distractions. And so anything that doesn't allow you to play football and doesn't allow you to be at your best, doesn't allow you to be at the, your best at home, um, in the classroom and on the field are distractions, whether they're, they're praise or criticism. So why give any of those any life? And I know y- your jobs in the media is to, is to praise and to criticize so I'm going against what you guys do but as a football team I mean that, that's for the fans and for everybody else to enjoy but this, this football team's got to be focused on what we're trying to get done and we've made a lot of goals and, and a lot of um, dreams that we want to accomplish and, and the only way you get that done is to be focused and not spend too much time with the praise and criticism. You mentioned earlier that your team's trying to get better every single day what specific areas is Zach trying to get better? I mean, the guy's just statistically putting up record-type numbers. Where, where is Zach trying to get better at this point? So many things. And, and it's the, the, the guys that, that, don't, that, that are um, always working and always finding ways to get better, I don't ever have to worry about them. And we have a, 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 a good number of guys that are like that on this team, and then we have a bunch of guys that are learning and are seeing their example and, and are trying to become like them. So uh, we're an active group and an active meeting trying to get better in a lot of different areas. I want these guys to know that uh, their, their job isn't to just be great at football. Their job is to be great at being the best son they could be, best brother, boyfriend, or if they're married, husband. All that stuff matters, you know, and I think it all carries over into becoming the best. It'll, it'll all carry over to the field. So that's what – Focus is just trying to get better, and, and you don't get better by just sitting around and hoping for things to get to get done. Okay, Jake Hatch and then Jason Shepard. Kalani, you talked about Western Kentucky a little bit earlier, but I wanted to just kind of get your thoughts overall on their scheme, how they look on film to you. Yeah, they have some athletes out there that can run. I mean, they're well coached, and, and if you're looking at the way they compete, I – I can't say for sure, but I know they, they competed against Liberty, who's ranked, and, and lost, lost a close one against them. You know, they played Louisville early in, 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 in the uh, – I think that's the first game of the season. And so you've seen a highly competitive group. They're used to – I mean, they had success last year, so they're used to winning games. They won nine games, and, and they're well coached. I, I look, you look at their coaching staff, those guys know what they're doing. And so they're, they'll find ways to, to – and they'll be creative and, and find innovative ways to try to – uh, you know, put points on the board and try to stop us from scoring. So, um, you yeah, know, we have to be ready for everything. And in this last game against 
you know, against Texas State, we weren't anticipating a high dose of, of um, you know, the different looks that they gave us early on, and, and we were able to settle down and, and get our guys composed. And, you know, you're looking at the we, – we plan for as much as we possibly can, uh, but I don't know if you can plan on that being uh, – getting that high dose of, of plays. But that's okay. We, we just, you know, teams don't know what we're doing defensively. Maybe one week we'll just blitz every down. Who knows? There's there's just something that, that – that's the game of football. You have to strategize and put yourself in a position to have success where you feel like you can compete. And for us, we're uh, we're going to play all three phases and play team sound football trying to get the win. And if we can do that, I, I like our chances. I also wanted to ask about your uh, cornerback tandem, excuse me, of Chris Wilcox and Keenan Ellis. Both of them were kind of down the depth chart now due to injury earlier on this year. What do you like about them out there as your starting corners? Yeah, I feel like our corners and, and you know, the whole group, Coach Guilford's done a great job at pre- uh, preparing that group to play the, the different looks and different things that we do scheme-wise and um, whether it's it's locking up man-to-man or playing our zones and you know, applying pressure, all that stuff they're really good at. I think what I've been really pleased with the the, phys- the physical part of their game. I think corners, uh, we have to rely on them to tackle, be aggressive, and to be physical on, you know, wherever they wherever we need them. And uh, I like their approach to the game. And, and those guys, uh, there's a good number of guys that can get it done. And we feel like we're pretty deep there and healthy. And so if we can uh, keep the health up and, and keep our guys rotating and Use them wisely, and we'll be okay. I, I, right now, I like the way they're playing, the way they're covering. If, if corners aren't being talked about, that's probably a good sign. I mean, Chris Wilcox was one of our MVPs uh, in the Houston game and really didn't hear for about him and didn't have a lot of stats. That's, that's what corners get paid to do. Kalani, a season like this certainly has the potential to pay off big in terms of recruiting. What have you noticed in terms of recruiting, at least through the first six games? Have, have you noticed an increase in interest uh, from recruits? What, what from, a, from a recruiting standpoint, how has this start and the way the team is playing right now affected recruiting? Well, we recruit, you know, we, we recruit pretty young and we evaluate early on. And so, uh, and then it's just a matter of if it matches up with the recruit, our school, you know, if, they, if they're willing to represent what we represent, knowing that this is a church institution and if it follows in, and falls in line with their, how they live their life. I think that's the key. Um, so we, our evaluation, I, I've been really impressed with our coaches and we do a great job. I feel that of evaluating talent and uh, we usually don't get it wrong when it comes to evaluating uh, a guy like we think could be a division one type, type of talent. And as we, as long as we stick to that, that's fine. We'll, we'll be okay. The, the key is whether they're going to be a good fit for what we have in our culture of our team and if they're a good fit for the culture of our, our university, meaning the honor code, academics, all that stuff all has the line and be in, in line. And, and um, you know, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. But there's some, there's some guys that we feel like that are out there that, that know what BYU is about. As long as we can get the message of what our school is about, there's, there's a lot of members of the church that fall in line with what we do, but there's also some that don't. And then there's also non-members that are out there that are much in line with what we represent and love the way we play the game, love the way our style of football, but more importantly, appreciate what this school is all about. And those are the guys that we're looking to to get. And and I think more than anything, this probably was able to 
you know, people talking about us and uh, allow us to get to some of those guys that are out there that really don't know much about BYU and they can gain an interest and look into it and say, hey, you know, what's the school about? And, and they realize that that's how they're raised and it fits in line with what they want to accomplish and they feel like they can get their goals here, which is a high number of players, a high, high number of recruits that we're looking at. One other thing for me, one of the one of the MOs of this team this year has been coming out strong right out of the get-go and, and really putting teams away early. And I know coaches always want to do that. Seeing your team being able to do that, being ready from the kickoff, how has that changed the dynamic of these games? Um, I, mean, I think from the beginning, our guys playing strong. And I mean, it, 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 it all depends on, on how the game goes. You know, and more than anything, it's just we know we're going to face adversity. That, that's part of football. And we know we're going to get the other team's best shot. That, that's what happens. I think the key for us is, is making sure that they get ours. And I've been, I've been on that from the very beginning about how we anticipate everyone's game plan is to give us their best shot. And, and then we just need to make sure that that's in our, our game plan as well, is, is to make sure that they get ours in return. And if we can do that, I feel really good about our chances for success. Um, yeah, just the le- level of maturity I've seen from this team is – is up there, and that's that's a, because we have great coaches and great leaders on this team. I've been really pleased with how Jeff Grimes is coordinating the offense, working really well with, with that 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 staff. And Elisa Tuyaki is doing the same thing on defense, and Ed's been able to do that on uh, special teams. And that connecting with our leaders on this team has, has been really really nice so far. So let's keep it rolling. Um, okay, last two questions, Jay Drew, and then Mitch Harper. Hey, Kalani, I just wanted to ask you about uh, Zach Daw, his contributions and his journey back from literally being off the team for a year. What have you seen from him? And then, and then um, what, what about him has kind of enabled him to make that journey back? I don't know if, if a lot of people know the details of, of his situation, but he, you know, he was told that he probably should retire from football and take a medical scholarship and when that happens, you're done. You, you don't you don't practice or play. You just go to school. And you're we we have unfortunately that's part of football that happens in every every school, every university. And he refused to take it. <laughs> and so, if you know anything about the Daw family, you know anything about Zach, is that he said no with the hopes that um, if he just doesn't take that scholarship and walks on, that there's a possibility that he can come back and play. And had to he would have to clear. The, the you know medical uh, clearance that you have to clear physical and everything, and so he he decided he was going to do that. And then he um, got his body right, and then not only did he come back and do that, he came back, walked on, and it was pretty evident that he was going to need a scholarship right away. And so uh, I think it was nice that that, that our our staff coach Tuyaki was able to have that scholarship ready for him. And then when he did that he decided he wanted to play D end instead of D tackle and he lost a lot of weight, got himself. I mean, he looks great and, and, and did it the right way and became a D end. And you're looking at the plays that he's making. It's because of his hard work and because, uh, you know, his belief in himself. And so I was really, really pleased with him being able to just bet on himself and then you're seeing the results. So when that guy plays on the field to go from someone that was told that it was done, uh, you talk about a person who appreciates every snap he gets. That's Zach Dahl right there is a definition of it. Well, any last thing from, from me, what uh, attributes or maybe characteristics go into a program having 
um, a successful rate of, of player development and, and churning out uh, and, and getting the most out of players during their collegiate careers? I think that's what we owe it to our players. I, I think, um, you know, you're, you're, you're only as, as strong as your weakest link, basically. And so we have 123 guys on the, on the roster. Our jobs as coaches is to develop these young men physically. That I think that's the easy thing. People say, well, you develop them physically, but it's in all aspects, mentally and, and, and spiritually as well. I, I need them to, to know that the way that they're raised by their families is going to continue on here. And I think that that's my job as a coach is to, is to keep loving them up. And, and, you know, it's not easy, right? And, and it's going to be hard. The BYU experience is going to be hard. But that's why you remember it for the rest of your life. I'm speaking from experience myself, knowing that this place is, is difficult, but it's going to test you mentally because of the academics that come in line. It's going to test your, your, um, your discipline and how you're going to live your life. It's going to test all those things. And then, and then to back it up, you're going to play tough football and you're going to, we're going to expect the performance on and off the field. And when you're done with it, you can be really proud of the things that happened and the growth that happened from that transition from a young man to an adult. And um, that's why they're doing our alumni does great things out there and they take care of each other and, and they're always welcome to come back, especially when we get done with the pandemic stuff. But we can always count on our alumni to be there, whether they're athletes or not or return or, or they're former football players. But there's a high number of, of, of alumni uh, and, and the, that that are in the fan base that are there and available or good, good resources for our players. And then, I mean, it's just, I say alumni, but it's the BYU experience. There's a lot of fans that understand BYU, what it's all about, that didn't go to school here. And um, it's just that that lifestyle that they live, it, it, it resonates with a lot of people. And so our players are available to, to, to see those guys. And we go to on away games and we see them everywhere, our fans everywhere, and people travel to come watch us. And the least we could do is, is give them the best show we possibly can.